welcome to the I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast with your friends, Holly and Beck. Thanks for listening as we discover ways to invest in all our relationships using tools such as the Enneagram, love languages and parenting with love and logic. Here we go. Hi, lovers. Hi, lovers. Beck, we have just interviewed our very first international guest we have she comes all the way from well she didn't come anywhere she was there (laughs) but she was in the silicon valley in the states so exciting she was fabulous so our beautiful friend mary who we actually met through doing this podcast we were able to connect online and we became a fan of her podcast and she became a fan of ours and so we thought we would interview her because her podcast is all about using love and logic in your family and her podcast is called parenting decoded so i encourage you to have a look at that and we'll put the link to her show in our notes but we interviewed her today yeah I'm so I I was so excited about talking to her and I'm really Mm. excited about our listeners getting to hear her as well her she's got two children who are now actually adults not Mm. children um both have gone off to college and so it was so great to talk to her um as someone who's just a little bit further ahead Mm. in her parenting journey than we are to know to, to see the results as her yes. children are becoming adults, the impact that using Love and Logic has had on her adult children. Mm, as yeah. well as being just really intentional about your parenting in general and that's what she's really been able to do. And now that her sons are older, has been able to hear from them even how they've really appreciated the way she's parented them and I just really love that and I think that our listeners will really love that yeah. as well. Definitely. So enjoy and let us know what you think. See ya. Well, welcome to the podcast, Beck. We are so excited today. Oh my gosh. Because we have got a very special guest joining us and we're going to talk to her a bit about what she does. But we've got Mary with us today from Parenting with Logic. Thanks so much for joining us, Mary. Happy to be here. And you're joining us all the way from the Silicon Valley, right? Yep, in California, yep. (laughs) We are so excited to talk with Mary because Mary is a super awesome, wise woman who does a lot of stuff with Love and Logic and helps parents and families and other people in her community with Love and Logic in helping them instill it into their families. And she's got her own podcast as well, which you should all go and listen to because it's amazing and she's got some really good pearls of wisdom to offer you but we wanted to interview you today mary and just chat to you a little bit about what it is you do and if you were able to offer some of our some of your wisdom to our listeners that would be amazing so could you just give us like a few um you know a little bit of a description about what you do with love and logic through your um, parenting with logic okay well for about 10 years, I've, uh, I've been teaching Love and Logic, and I've been doing parent coaching. And in the pandemic, I started a podcast called Parenting Decoded, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of my Parenting with Logic is my website name, but Parenting mm-hmm. Decoded is my podcast name. And what I've been doing for parents is just trying to help bring some calm and peacefulness into their lives so mm-hmm. that they can have loving relationships with their kids. And... I have two boys of my own who are in their 20s, and I was able to be fortunate enough to use love and logic techniques with them as they were growing up, and it 
it helped me so much. And yeah. we have a great relationship today. And I couldn't have done it without them. I mean, they would have turned out okay, probably. <laughs> but but the battles and the struggles, especially mm. when you get into the teen years and everything, it it gets it can get tough. And um, I just love the grounding that Love and Logic gave me in my ability to work with parents. It's just been really helpful to myself as well as a lot of the people that I teach. And I love with. that. I love that we get to talk to you today um, and that you're someone that's just a little bit further ahead in your parenting journey than we are. Yes. Um, so I'm so excited to hear your wisdom about what it's like to use Love & Logic during those teen years and even beyond them. Mm. I think one of the things yeah. that Beck and I really love is being really intentional about our parenting so that hopefully one day when our kids are also in their 20s like yours are um, that we've got that great relationship Mm -hmm. with them and that we've made sure that we've done everything we can now while they're young and growing up to really connect with them so like you we can have the same story that you've got a great relationship with your kids now (laughs) that they're older and you know out in the big wide world and um, so just a question for you. Um, where, when did you come across Love and Logic and what was your first um, kind of clue that you really thought it was something great to use in your own family? Um, you know, when my kids were in middle school in, and in the U.S., that's about uh, 11, 12 years old, mm-hmm. uh, I came, my best friend was going to get her marriage and family counseling degree and she came, She was introduced by one of her professors to Love and Logic and mm-hmm. got given, uh, Love and Logic has a CD set called Helic, uh, Hormones and Wheels <laughs> for parents who have tweens and teens. And she told me, it's like, oh, Mary, you should listen to this. It's really good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. But, and then about six months later, I, was like, I said to myself, uh, what was that CD that you talked about? And so she, she got it from another friend who wasn't using it either. And I listened to it and I fell in love with it. Mm. I just thought, Every example that they gave about dealing with teen problems and um, dealing with uh, responsibility and respect and things like it made so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Giving your kids choices and allowing them to have affordable mistakes and loving them through that. It, I just fell in love with it. And I went and bought a couple more CDs and mm-hmm. I got some girlfriends and we, we all listened to them and we chatted about it. And then I found out that you could teach a class. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anyone teaching it. So I said, well, I, I've taught before. I was in the computer industry and software business for years before I had kids. And um, I said, oh, I could do that. So I started teaching it. I went to Denver and um, got took cla- the intro to mm-hmm. Love and Logic teaching from the um, phase themselves. And I just, uh, it was awesome. And so I've been teaching it for 10 years and teach it, you know, used to teach it three to four times a year. And now in the pandemic, I've switched to doing podcasts and having um, seminars uh, on specific topics mm. instead of teaching the material directly. And um, But using really a lot of the same basic concepts that, you know, whether it be choices and problem solving and everything, it's just been great. That's my journey. So good. <laughs> Do you get a lot of questions from your listeners about things that they want to hear specifically in relation to parenting and problems they want to solve within their family? I would say it's more that because I do parent coaching, one-on-one coaching, that mm-hmm. those people will approach me and say, Mary, well, can I have an hour of coaching with you? Can yes. I have a, set, you know, a series of sessions? Because um, they like what I do. They like how I teach. 
Um, and then I, I get to brainstorm with families individually. And then those brainstorming sessions and my coaching sessions mm -hmm. wind up oftentimes becoming my podcast sessions. So good. Mm. Um, I, just the other day, I released a podcast on sibling competition. Love I had it. already had a podcast on sibling comp, uh, rivalry, yeah. which lots of us deal with. Yes. But it was the, I had a couple of different coaching sessions where Different families had, mm -hmm. had kids who said, me first, me first, me first. <laughs> oh, me, me. And they'd be fighting about stuff. And so I just, I'm going like, you know, I think I could do a podcast on this. And I did. And it was wonderful. Like those families like, oh, my God, you just changed our lives with yeah. those ideas. That, and they came about because I brainstormed with them. Um, so it was super fun. So I love doing that. So that's how I get a bunch of my ideas for mm -hmm. podcasts. I love um, that yeah. you, you brainstormed with the families. Like it isn't, you know, we, Holly and I often say we're not experts in this. We're just, we're learning too. And I love that you bring the parents in on the journey to actually brainstorm about ideas to help them with the struggle that they're coming up with. It's so great. Yeah, that is so true. It's mm -hmm. like, Nobody is an expert, and there's lots mm. of people who write lots of books, and you can read lots of books and get lots of ideas. But there's something about a human connection Absolutely. that working with people that um, just makes a lot of sense. And mm. it makes us feel not so alone because I think that parenting is oftentimes a, a very lonely journey mm. because we feel like, oh, Holly's kids are doing this and <laughs> Beck's kids are doing that. And, oh, Mary's kids are like, oh, they're not doing this. And in Silicon Valley, there's tons of pressure. But every culture has, you know, things that are pressure points, whether it be athleticism or academics or whatever, um, you know, money or something. So um, it's been really special to share that. And the families that I work with, I also lead a, a group of young families at my church. Mm -hmm. And um, but on a regular basis, we've been leading my best friend and I have been mm -hmm. leading the group for about four years. And they just love being in connection with people who are thinking well about children yeah, and relationships so with them. So that's super, super fun for me. That's awesome. Do you have a story that you can share with us about a time in your own family that you used Love and Logic? Um, I know that Love and Logic themselves often have lots of stories when they're doing their teaching, you know, in their um, classes and stuff. And I think it's really helpful for listeners to hear about some stories of how you've used some of the different techniques in your own family or even when you're teaching and some examples that you give to your classes because I think it's the you can hear the techniques and you can understand oh you've got to give your children lots of choices but when you actually hear stories of how you've implemented it in your family I think that is a really great way where people can learn from um, and how they could then implement that themselves. Yeah, I, I love stories and over the years, and I'm sure you too, mm. as you've grown, it's like you keep hearing more stories. Mm. And in my podcast, I have my, my wonderful boys, they don't mind that they get mm. put into my podcast all the time. <laughs> so but I have, I have one story that's in one of my podcasts that I love, and it's about affordable mistakes and mm. working on problem solving with your kids. Uh, love and Logic has, has both those concepts so integrated into their materials and my son was about 12 and he was having struggles with reading mm -hmm. he just hated to read this one teacher that he had in middle school they every week they would sign uh, every other week there would be a 200 page book to read that was wow. boring to him yeah. and it was just like and he'd get done with one and to read another and so he would get behind and he hated it so much he wouldn't read until the night before wow. and so I was 
pretty new at Love and Logic at the time, and I'm like, huh, mm-hmm. it's like, it's his problem, not my problem. Uh, one of the things about me is that I'm a recovering helicopter parent. <laughs> and I was a really good helicopter, and I could help him solve those problems, right? But he needed to solve the problem. And so I used the problem-solving techniques mm-hmm. in order to say he he had to try to read 150 pages in a night, and it didn't go well. And I gave him empathy, mm-hmm. which is clearly a love and logic concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a parenting concept, not <laughs> even owned by them, but but something they talk about all the time. So I gave him empathy. Oh, wow, that's such a bummer, you know. Huh? And mm-hmm. then the next day when he came home from school, I said, hey, did you want some ideas about what you could do about that. You know, it's like I had given him empathy, which was mm-hmm. step one. And step two is, what are you going to do about that? You have a new mm-hmm. book. And um, it's like, you want some ideas? And he mm-hmm. said, what, Mom? And <laughs> he and he, he and I brainstormed um, some ideas about how he could solve that problem. And he's, it wound up being a math problem, which yeah. is 200 pages by how many days? <laughs> and um, that's how many he needed to read, let's say, 25 pages a day. And mm-hmm. it became not so overwhelming, he could mm-hmm. see. And he decided that was the calculation. And uh, he started doing it. And a couple of days later, he had basketball practice and couldn't do it. So it's like he knew he had to make up. And But he had a math calculation that he could do now. And um, that served him well for the rest of the school year. Yeah. And he still, as he grew and went to college, he still used that same planning technique mm-hmm. to plan his time because I let him fail in a loving manner. Yeah. And I let him um, problem solve. I let it be his problem, not my problem. Mm-hmm. And I gave him love and encouragement yeah. during that. And it's just so wonderful um, that that it works so well in, in the long term. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't solve a short-term problem with mm-hmm. him. He solved his long-term problem. Oh, which is so how to rude. how to budget your time and how to deal with things you hate doing. Yes. Because we all have, our kids have stuff they hate doing and they're going to have to do it anyway. <laughs> yes. So that was super helpful. Um, one other thing that when we were prepping for this a, a couple mm. of weeks ago, I was thinking about what else from Love & Logic did it re- was really impactful on my kids' high school years. And the other thing that I worked really hard on and feel really proud of is that I worked hard to get chores Mm -hmm. and money Mm -hmm. into their lives Mm. because at least in the States, I don't, I'm assuming this is probably all over the world. We send our kids off to college and they have very little exposure to money and how Mm -hmm. to manage money. But we're like, and we give them a budget every month in college or whatever, oh, hundred dollars or 200, whatever Mm -hmm. they need for spending or something. And they don't have any idea. And so from a really young age, starting in middle school, but certainly in high school, I put together a chore plan and a budgeting plan Mm -hmm. that allowed me to have them understand that they have a certain amount of responsibility to Mm -hmm. manage their money. If they had a tutor, if they had music lessons or basketball lessons, they had to pay those people themselves. I would give them a lump sum of money every month. And so that was really, I felt grounded in what Love Mm -hmm. and Logic teaches, which is like, you know, I need to teach my kids how to use money mm-hmm. and having them own some stuff and solve, be responsible mm-hmm. for things when they're young. And if they messed up and they had the, an affordable mistake was like, oh, you forgot to pay your your mm-hmm. percussion instructor. That's so sad because the guy is only 25 and he's living hand to mouth. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the, the instructor needs to ask 
you know, say like, oh, Michael, you know, you need to pay me. And so Michael gets the awkwardness of forgetting to pay a bill when he's 16 as opposed to when he's 36. And so I just loved I just loved exposing them to that and letting them be responsible for paying for regular things. Mm. Instead of just letting them, you know, hey, mom, I'm going to the movies. Can I have 20 bucks? <laughs> like we, we never had that. Never. Yeah. Because they had a certain allotment each month and they got to budget it. And there was ways that they could save money by taking lunch from home instead of at school all the time. They Love could it. save some of that money and stuff like that. So, And the chores were tied to it mm-hmm. because I let them know. We went through the Love and Logic Mm-hmm. In the book, they talk about doing this, the thing where you um, list out where all of the, what all the family chores are. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and you divide them up. Yeah. I did it. And, and how it did worked that go? really well. Yeah. It worked great because I sat there writing this long list and it was like two or three binder paper pages <laughs> long, like 60 jobs or whatever. And I sat them down and I said, hey, uh, boys, yeah, there's all these jobs. Let's go through them and see who... Who could help? And it's like all of them were mom, 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 occasional dad, mom, 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 mom. I was a stay-at-home mom. And um, they're going like, oh, this is so stupid, mom. And I'm like, okay. I had to regroup. And I said, okay, I will reorder the list. I will put jobs into a uh, daily, weekly, monthly, and then ones that are random, like light bulb changing yeah. kind of is a random one. And so I, I, a week later, I said, okay, we're having another family meeting, and here's how it goes, and here's all these li- these jobs. I just want you guys to make your beds and open your blinds every do- day. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of doing mm-hmm. You know, They're like, oh, okay, because they saw how long mom's list was. Yeah. And I got a lot of empathy from them. Because I listed it all out because they were, I was just kind of mommy slave. I called myself, you know, I would feel like really resentful. They're Mm -hmm. loving kids, but like, you know, they'll just take advantage of us. Yeah, it's hard work. um, It is hard work. So I tied it in to budget, to the budgeting Uh thing because like, this is a love and logic thing where it's like, I'm happy to do your chores for you. Yes. I'm just going to charge you. Absolutely. So I had a mechanism of getting money from them because I just <laughs> wouldn't give them the money for next month because mom did, you know, $50 oh, worth of jobs for you or $10. <laughs> and so they became aware of like, you know, oh, you don't want to change the cat litter box? No problem. I'm happy to do it for mm-hmm. $20. And so it got their attention and things went really well after that. Um, occasionally they'd forget, but I'd just charge them. And, <laughs> and they would say, hey, can I do something else to make up for it? It's like, sure. sure. You can do one of my jobs. <laughs> yeah. So, so all of that, doesn't that all sound so love and logic-y? Yes, uh-huh. it really it takes, does. It takes effort to set it all up, but it was so, it was so great. It was so worth it. Um, because my kids, they got to college, and the interesting part was <laughs> they'd call me up and they'd say, you know, Mom – some of these kids, they don't have any clue how to do their laundry. They don't have any clue how to how to um, deal with money. or any, They could tell that the kids mm. just weren't quite prepared. Yeah. And um, I felt so proud of us as a family for having given them skills mm. and responsibility when they were in my home. And if they made a mistake, I could love them through it. That's right. Instead of not love them through it. Instead of so. nagging on saying I told you so or those kinds of things that can be yeah I didn't I didn't have to do I told you so and I mean I'm assuming you guys are I'm assuming you advanced (laughs) love and logic instructors that you are (laughs) you're being able to get through that too with your kids yeah I mean I love uh you you know you were saying about 
the love and logic technique guiding kids to own and solve your own problems which i think is something that we've talked about a lot on on our podcast and you know in classes and stuff i really love that technique because love and logic themselves when you do the class or read the book it gives you very specific instructions to follow and I, I love how clear it can be but also it's so empowering mm -hmm. for the child but also the parent to be able to go you know what this is actually your problem not mine and I don't have to be nasty about it but I can actually sit beside you and show you lovingly how this is your problem and guide you to solve it on your own terms in your own way but it's so empowering once they actually step out and be able to do that like with your son and, and reading once he was able to step out and actually solve that himself it wasn't just that he solved it for that moment or solved it for reading that one book but that actually taught him skills beyond that later in life and I just think that it it's so powerful why wouldn't you want to use yeah. something like that it's so great hearing the like the phone call you got when your kids were at college to say them recognizing what you'd actually built in them like it's you know we're not quite at that stage where our kids are calling us to say thanks so much for what you did <laughs> mum because I can see the fruit of it now um, I'm looking forward to those phone calls but it's so encouraging <laughs> to hear that that happens like they actually get to the point where they recognize what it is that you've built in them or helped them build in themselves really mm. um to become amazing adults that are responsible and can make decisions um in a, a powerful way yeah yeah it's it's super fun to have mm. discussions with them now and i have to admit uh in the in the states we just had mother's day i don't know mm -hmm. if you just yeah, had it did too. in and, and um, I had the best Mother's Day because my sons, they're like, Mom, you're a great mom. Aww. You really helped us a lot. And not from that, you know, like, oh, here's candy, whatever, you know, <laughs> kind of like that, where you teach them that they're supposed to give us a card. Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. wow, they they actually did it. And they actually wrote nice things, you That's know, like beautiful. thoughtful, you know, because because they do see that longer term impact that mm. I took the time and um and we, we did, not every day was an easy day. And no, there were things that they did in, in high school. Like one, one other example, just to use love and logic, affordable mistakes and yeah. problem solving is that we, um, my one son, uh, he had some friends over and they had some girls over as well. And they, mm -hmm. um, they were supposed to leave. And I had a basement area and I said, okay, it's time for the girls to go now. <laughs> and they said, and then, um, so I went back down and this was like, midnight or something like mm -hmm. that and I went down at one in the morning and no one was there like there were no girls and there were no boys so I'm like <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> oh my god where did they go I was pissed and I don't <laughs> usually get pissed I'm a, I'm a really even-tempered parent anyway uh -huh. thank goodness I'm not yeah. a yeller by nature yeah. but I was pissed and I was like I call my kid's cell phone I'm like where are it's, his friend answers the phone and, uh -oh. and his friend his friend goes oh hi Mrs. Eshin and I'm like <laughs> get me Michael on the phone. <laughs> They're sitting there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and I said, Michael, get home right now. We're just taking the girls back to school where their car is. And I was like, they didn't ask me permission mm -hmm. to leave or anything. They, I said, everyone's going home. His friends were supposed to sleep over. Um, you're get, get them home and come home. <laughs> and so, um, he was really, he knew I was pissed and I, mm -hmm. um, I, it's in, in my book, and every parent's book should be nothing good happens outside of your home after midnight. 
nothing. Yes. Especially not at one in the morning. There's there's no reason for anyone to be outside of a home at that mm-hmm. time of night. And um, he's like, Mom, I didn't want to wake you up. I'm like, that is, that is obviously a communication issue because... You should have woken me up. And so we had a family meeting the next day. It was an affordable mistake. Mm-hmm. And um, and we sat in the living room, which we never sit in the living room. So it was like super formal. He was super like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh my God. And so uh, we decided that uh, it was an energy drain, mm-hmm. which clearly is a mm-hmm. love and logic concept. And I said, yeah, it really drained our energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were... We, it, we use it as an opportunity. The affordable mistake was obviously my husband and I had to communicate better mm-hmm. what those loving limits were. Yes. That we don't go out of the house in the middle of the night without talking to mom and dad. We don't mind being woken up. So yeah. that was a good chance for us mm-hmm. to communicate. And the second thing was clean the gutters. Nice. <laughs> he cleaned the gutters. And he hap- he he didn't, no complaining, no nagging or anything, just like, mm-hmm. and by the way, and I happened at the time live in a very large house, <laughs> very large house. And he cleaned them. He Love cleaned them without complaining or anything. He he knew he was in the wrong. He, he respected us for, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't ground him or anything like because grounding is useless mm-hmm. waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but ha- having a, a job that he could do that was not his normal job that was hard. Yeah. Uh, because he was older, he could have that. Um, it worked out fabulously. I he never did it again. <laughs> I love that. And and you know and you know when he got into graduation and we knew that they were going to go to a grad party or the mm. prom or something like that and it was like okay you guys if there's any drinking I just want to communicate ahead of time mm. call us yeah. we're happy to do that you know so we were able to have discussions that were like some parents like don't drink don't drink as yes. like you know okay I, I don't want you to drink. Yeah. But if you do, I don't want you to drive. No, I will right. safety first here. Yeah, and so um, so those kind of discussions were possible because I had was able to communicate with my kids that's because so I wasn't, you know, a, a mom who was always telling grounding mm-hmm. them or telling them what mm-hmm. to do um, and trusted them a lot. And, you know, with trust comes responsibility. And they did a pretty good job. That's so true. Mary, what would you say to any parent who is just starting out? with love and logic and as someone who's you know raised their kids with love and logic and you're now on the other side of it having grown up sons what would you say to a parent who's just starting out with love and logic and and some advice that you might offer to them I would say I'm saying this in the seminars that I give lately Mm. is that the number one key is to be able to communicate with your kids Mm. not lecture yeah. You have to have an avenue of communication in order to be able to have a relationship. And your relationship mm-hmm. is above all and be all. Yeah. Um, in order to do that, I think that the concepts of setting loving limits mm-hmm. where you communicate them effectively and using choices, mm-hmm. um, letting your kids make mistakes and going problem solving with them. I mean, the, that's basically all of love and logic. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. but communication is the key. If you mm-hmm. are lecturing, if you are yelling and screaming, uh, that is not communicating. Absolutely. Neither of those things. Lecturing is not communicating and neither is yelling. Yeah. So if you're doing either of those things, you need to stop and mm-hmm. uh, learn some new techniques. Get coaching help one-on-one if you need to. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. are, I'm sure, easily mm-hmm. um, able to you know, help coach people through that. But that's, that's the most important thing is being able to have a conversation. Absolutely. And where can our listeners listen to your podcast? 
Where can they? Mm. Is that what you just said? Yeah, where? Oh, (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) On any podcasting site. Great. uh, Just look for Parenting Decoded. Mm -hmm. And uh, like Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. Just like every... I think you guys are the same, right? Same, yeah. 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 Okay, anywhere we can find you you can find me and if any of our listeners um because i know that we do we do have nearly half of our listeners are based in the u.s anyway and if they wanted to get in contact with you to connect with you or coaching from you or uh, just learn more about love and logic how could they get in touch with you they could send me email would be the easiest it's mary at parenting decoded well parenting decoded.com or yeah. mary at parenting with logic.com and you can put awesome. it in the show notes maybe yes, I'll be able, yeah. um i have a website called uh, parenting with logic.com. Yeah. Uh, I have a, you know, click on that as well. So yeah. that would be, I'd love to communicate with anybody happy to help. I, my, I feel called to help parents and I just love doing that. And I love that you love doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so important <laughs> and so needed in this day and age because Beck and I have talked before about, you know, back when we were growing up or, you know, decades ago, the only tool that was given to parents was if your kid's out of line, you give them a smack until they shut up or until they are back in line again. And when that became inappropriate to smack your children, um, which we know it's not appropriate, they they weren't replaced with anything. They weren't given any other tools. And so I think that's where Love and Logic is really great because that comes in as that alternative tool that actually builds relationship connection with your child rather than that corporal kind of drill sergeant you know stuff of the old days so I think it's so important for parents to actually invest in their parenting by reading listening to you know podcasts and books and stuff to learn more about it so they can actually have a great story like yourself with you know a great relationship with their kids when they're older yeah yeah Um, here, here. I, <laughs> totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, thanks for joining us today, Mary. If you'd like to get in touch with Mary, you can visit her website, parentingwithlogic.com and listen to her podcast, Parenting Decoded, on any platform that you get your podcast and make sure you connect with her if you'd like to know more about what she does. Thanks, Mary. You're welcome. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head to your favourite podcast platform to rate, review and subscribe. Connect with us on Instagram at I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast. Find us on Facebook or email us at I Love You Too Much to Argue at gmail.com. Thanks, lovers.